This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm on the Living Arts of Tulsa podcast this morning, and I'm visiting with Blake Dean. Blake, thanks so much for taking the time to visit with me this morning. Of course, happy to be here. Yeah, my understanding is that uh, you are going to have some uh, work that will be exhibited in the upcoming uh, quarantine art exhibition that uh, will be starting, I believe, in early July. And so I thought before we talk a little bit about your art and how you got started, I thought it would be really cool to actually uh, see the art that you will be ex exhibiting then. If you'd like to share that with us. <laughs> yeah, I've got three pieces that are going to be in the exhibit. Um, the first one I'll pull up for you. Um, this is an oil painting that I did. Um, uh, it's actually a portrait of my wife. She modeled for me. Um, so this is uh, the biggest piece I've ever done. It's hmm. uh, about five foot, so it's pretty large. Um, yeah, and it's so interesting. I was going to say that I it, like when I first saw that when it first popped up on the screen, I really got the sense that it looked like it it, it actually felt or looked like a photograph. I don't know if you if that uh, if you've ever had anyone share that with you, but it's interesting from here, you know, it really does have that, you know, very, it's a photograph-like quality, which is really cool. Yeah, I think a lot of my work um, tends to be on that side of kind of close to photorealism. I don't have um, for exact photorealism or anything like that, but I, I really try yeah. to especially focus on the faces um, and try to get, um, capture those expressions and make it look really lifelike. Yeah, that is so interesting because I was going to say, I, I, and that was, of course, you know, of course, men is, is, is definitely is a very deep compliment uh, to the quality of the painting. And uh, that's interesting. I've never heard that term before, photorealism. So that is very, it's, it's very interesting to me. Uh, I was, I'm not sure that I was even really aware that you could really, you know, that that was even something that could be accomplished, uh, you know, you know, yeah, with, through yeah. painting. Yeah, there's some great artists out there that, um, I mean, they can copy things and you wouldn't be able to tell the difference between it in a photo unless they told you. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that is really cool. So this is the oil painting that I have in. Yeah. But I also have in um, a couple of watercolors. And so I'll show you one of the watercolors. This one is a watercolor portrait of my daughter. Hmm. Oh, wow. I don't know why it seems like there's little dots on there for some reason, but that's not part of the painting. Um, but yeah, this um, this is about 15 by 21 inches. It's, mm. a, it's a, um, they call that a half sheet of watercolor. So when you go buy watercolor paper, they're pretty large sheets of paper. And so it's just half of that sheet. Um, watercolor is probably what I do most often. Hmm. So stepping outside and doing that uh, oil painting on there was pretty challenging. But uh, so this is this is my daughter. Um, she's two years old, and she makes an amazing model for me all the time. I do lots of. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> um, and watercolor is a really fun medium to work with because you you got to sacrifice so much uh, control to the water. And so there's not a whole lot of room for error. If you make a mistake, it's not like you can cover it up with more paint. Yeah, they're oh, yeah. Transparent. I didn't think about that. Yeah. yeah so, so you really have to be careful and get your drawing exactly how you like it before you even start laying on the paint. And then I have another one. And then I have a self-portrait watercolor. 
that will also be in the show. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot of people comment on the detail on this one. Um, like the little white spots and stuff. Um, and that's achieved. I did that with uh, masking fluid. So there's a, a special uh, masking type of fluid that you can put when you're doing on a watercolor so that way you can paint over it and then it just peels off afterwards and leaves the white of the paper. Because all of the white in a watercolor is just from the paper. You don't use um, actual white. Um, some artists will use um, like a, an acrylic or a gal, uh, white on there, but uh, I tend to just use the white of the paper for all of the whites. Very interesting. And, and if I could, uh, just kind of in the moment, uh, not to put you on the spot at all, is there, uh, you know, just anything with this portrait of yourself that you, that you were wanting to convey or any, any particular feeling or anything, no. that, you know, about, about your energy or personality? I don't know that it's just a part of the personality. I try to take a picture where I wasn't really thinking and just huh. showing what my face Based with just in a natural resting position. Some people say it makes them feel a little bit sad when they look at it, but I wasn't, I wouldn't say I was sad when I took the picture or anything like that, or I was trying to convey that. Um, when I paint faces, one of my biggest focuses is just trying to capture um, really subtle expressions and things that people might not really notice when they're looking at somebody. A lot of times when you're looking at somebody and it's not a piece of artwork you're looking at mostly directly in their eyes and so you're not really seeing everything else going on their face. And so I want to capture everything that's going on, all those subtle little um, movements of the face. Yeah, and I was going to say what, what's so interesting is that it's almost like I find myself, you know, in, in, as I look at it one way, it's almost as if really focusing on the face itself and then the, the, the you know, the droplets of paint. Mm -hmm. And then what's really interesting is then in other ways I can get really fixated on what's behind it. So yeah. I didn't know if there was just in terms of anything you might want to share just about the, the relevance of the background. Uh, well, you know, I, I'm, as an artist, I live a very messy life. So I think I just wanted some of that messiness in there, you know, to show that. Yeah. Uh, yeah the nitty gritty of being an artist. Yeah. And I'm going to take a little, I'm going to take a, you know, a little bit of a liberty here. I, I mean, I, I do want to say most, you know, most importantly, I'm not an artist. I don't know anything technically about art other than just what I like, but it's so interesting because it really, when you talk about that messiness, you know, or that background, it's almost as if, you know, it's, it's what I see is you in that. I mean that, you know, that's, yeah. yeah. And I'm not sure if those are the right words for what I'm trying to convey, but yeah, it is very powerful. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah, I really appreciate you sharing these. I, I just thought that it would be really cool for viewers, you know, to be able to get some sense of, you know, not only your work, but what, what they had the ability to see at this, at this exhibition, which I believe will last, I, I believe most of, if not all the month of July. So I know there will be opportunities uh, for the public to actually be able to set a, uh, set a time to be able to come in and view the, you know, view your work. So as far as talking just a little bit more about the work itself, and I did want to yeah. back up real quick. Yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Yeah, this is really, it's, it's going to be really, it's, uh, in fact, I was going to ask you just in terms of uh, during this time, during the pandemic, you know, what this time has been like for you in terms of working more, I don't know if this has been more working in isolation for you than normal or just really what that's been like for you. Well, I think a lot of artists kind of work in isolation to begin with, but um, 
Yeah, it's been it's been different. Um, you know, I've got my kids the whole time through school, and so it's kind of been crazy trying to figure out how I can manage that um, family life and the the art side of it. But honestly, it gave me a lot of time to to be able to do more art and more things that um, I enjoy. Yeah, and I was going to ask as well, do you, when you look at work that you did during this time, is there anything different that you can see about it or as far as any, you know, any, any possible change in or you know, even if it's, you know, minimal or slight, you know, just any in terms of any change of perspective, not no expectations there, but just didn't know if, if there's anything that you, that you see, you know, in your work during this time. You know, I don't know if I put anything in there that I can say related directly to um, feeling that quarantine. Um, but it definitely felt different, you know, it, being stuck somewhere and not being able to just go out and visit family and um, take the kids to the park and things like that. It, I think some of those things you can't escape being over into what you're doing because they're just on your mind the whole time. So, you know, maybe, maybe some of that is in there. Oh, <laughs> so yeah. It's hard for me to, try to I tried to put as much of that out of my mind because I see – I saw a lot of artists um, using the quarantine to start doing, you know, lots of images of nurses and masks and all kinds of things. And I didn't really want to dive into that same kind of thing that's being oversaturated at the time. So I tried to stick to what I normally do, but I definitely think in some bleed over into what you're doing. Yeah. And I was going to ask as well, just uh, maybe to, uh, if you'd like to share just a little bit about your artistic perspective, as far as maybe any influences uh, over the years, you know, since you started, you know, started creating art and just maybe giving people a little bit of a sense of, you know, where you're coming from or what, you know, as well as what you're, what you're wanting to convey uh, in as much as you would want to share there. Okay. Um, well, I've mainly always been focused on doing figurative work. So, um, I like to draw people. I like to paint people. Um, so I, I recently um, graduated um, with my bachelor's degree in art education uh, from NSU. Um, and I had a wonderful teacher there uh, named Lance Hunter. And he's the one that actually got me into watercolor. And he um, has a lot of uh, published work with watercolor and figures. So I grew a lot as an artist, just being able to listen to him and take in the different um, pieces of advice. I mean, you would be some little tips and stuff that, that an experienced teacher can tell you, you know, like, um, I remember one of the biggest things he told me was, well, your, your eyes look flat. Well, why would my, the eyelids have depth to them? They have that millimeter of depth on them. It's like, wow. And it just makes a huge difference. All of those little tips that you build up on. Um, but as an artist, that was really important to me because that's one of my main focuses is to capture all of the little details of a face that people just don't think about. And so when you looked at my oil painting and said, wow, that looks like a photograph on there and, and, and the face looks so lifelike, that's me trying to hone all of those tiny little skills that I've built up over time from great teachers. Yeah. And I was going to ask as well, is there uh, uh... Did you, can you remember as far as when you, was there any defining moment when you decided that, you know, really focusing on portraiture and, and focusing on those details of faces? I didn't know if there was any, you know, not, and no expectations, but I didn't know if there was anything in particular about that that really, you know, draw, you know, draw, drew you to that. 
I'm trying to think. I think I've just always been interested in faces. I just, it's, it was a challenge and I, I enjoy a, a good challenge. Um, when you mess up something on a face, everyone can notice it. It doesn't matter if you're a highly trained classical artist or some guy off the street. If you see something that's up on a face, you can recognize it. And that's just because people are really good at it. We've developed to be able to look at each other's faces and notice any sort of defect at all. And so in a painting, that becomes a real challenge. And so I think that was one of my biggest drives. I wanted to challenge myself as an artist and I wanted to push myself as far as I can go. And to me, that was like the pinnacle of if I can achieve that, if I can get people to think, wow, you're really good at portraits, then, you know, that means I've done well as an artist. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And I'm wondering, too. Uh, I mean, since oh, sorry about that. I think I had a little bit of a delay here with the uh, with the Internet bandwidth. Sorry about that. Feel free to go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> Yeah, I was just going to say, but since then, being um, having gone to school and things and, and really studying other areas of art, I've really grown to appreciate other areas of art, too. I mean, um, just the, the composition aspect of it, figuring out lighting, things like that. I understand how important that is in making things appealing. So I, I definitely, not that I have branched out as much as I could into other areas of art. I tend to stick to portraits and stuff, but um, I definitely have a lot of respect for other artists out there that aren't doing the same thing as me. Oh, yeah. And I'm wondering, as far as when you're interacting with people, you know, since you've been doing, uh, you know, since you've been creating portraits and in this type of art, uh, have you noticed any difference as far as when you're when you're having conversations with people, oh, sure. interacting with people? I just, it's, this is just kind of, yeah. Kind of oh, yeah. Wondering if, yeah. I hadn't really ever thought about that before. Yeah, I think I, uh, I don't know, maybe, maybe some people might think I'm weird sometimes if I'm just like looking at, you know, your earlobe or something. <laughs> I just notice different things about faces that, that other people might not um, catch right away. I'm like, oh, look at, look at the bone structure on their face and things like that. So I think um, I try not to stare too hard at everyone, but I, I, it's, Definitely, it reprograms your brain to start thinking like that when you're looking at faces and you're looking at how you would paint areas of their face. So. Yeah, and I was wondering too, as far as do you see, you know, if you're having conversations with people or you're around people for a period of time, do you tend to sometimes see, you know, a shift in what you're seeing or is there sometimes that you, you know, as far as the, you know, the composition of the face, I don't know, or maybe just the energy of what you're seeing, does that tend to change or do you notice that more? I, I definitely think I notice it a lot when I'm talking to people. Um, I'm one of those people that I'm kind of always looking at things through an artist's lens. So I'm kind of always seeing the composition of everything. It drives my wife crazy sometimes whenever I'm taking pictures because she's like, you're not a photographer. I'm like, well, I know, but I'm, I think this angle would be better. <laughs> but she's not right. I'm not a photographer, but it, it definitely does. Um, change your perspective a little bit when you're looking at people. Yeah. And I was, and I was going to say in this day and age when, when we're it, I almost wonder in some ways we're moving so quickly and our interactions with people sometimes are so loaded and I'm not speaking on everyone's behalf, but it just seems like, you know, it's so loaded with all of our own thoughts and preconceived notions and all mm -hmm. the things that we're trying to, to accomplish in our lives. And so I'm almost feeling like this is hearing you talk about this, it's even causing me to, to feel a little more meditative 
about taking a little bit of time to kind of, you know, to really look at the person that I'm speaking with or interacting with or just even around. So I didn't know if any of that resonates, any of that resonates or, you know, in terms of more of a meditative, uh, meditative approach. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's a big thing about art is it's really, really meditative. You know, we, we really, as artists, we, we take something and we can just zone in on it and focus on that one thing and nothing else. And I think that does translate a lot into whenever I'm interacting with people and talking with people, I like to take in a lot more sometimes than I like. Um, and I think that's a, that's a good quality to have. A lot of people are having a conversation and they're just trying to, they're thinking of what they're going to say next and not really listening. So I think having that moment of just being able to pause and, and focus on that person. And like you said, uh, not you, a lot of people don't really notice the person that much. You know, you're looking right at their eyes, you're looking right at um, their eyes and thinking about what you're going to say next. But uh, I think I faces a lot more than I, I I'm terrible at remembering names but I'll remember a face every single time I'll know when I met somebody I might not remember your exact name because my brain is not always that but I got a lot of things going on in my mind too but I'll remember your face yeah that's cool yeah and then as far as uh just you know basically how you I guess this is something that I'm that I'm thinking of as well is just maybe or has this changed the way you feel about when, when you look at your own face or when you're looking at, you know, as a representation of yourself, I didn't know if this has had any effect on just what you see when you look at, you know, when you look at a representation of yourself or if you look at yourself in the mirror even. Yeah. I don't know. Sometimes I wake up and I just look up in the mirror for way too long and I'm just like it's kind of eerie almost looking at myself sometimes and I'm like I feel almost disconnected from myself looking through a mirror or looking at myself in a painting and so I sometimes have to stop and remind myself hey you're a subject you're not a painting you're and, and kind of refocus myself but yeah it definitely can, can mess with your head a little bit. And then uh, looking back a little bit at uh, just in terms of when you got started, I didn't know if you wanted, is there anything you might want to share as far as, you know, how you got started creating art or if there was any influences that, uh, that, you know, that were really pivotal in that for you? Oh man, I've been, I've been doing art for as long as I can remember, but I think um, high school was a big, big deal. The typical underachiever in high school and I think had it not been for my art class and my art teacher, I probably would have just dropped out altogether and just given up. Um, but I, I knew then if, if I did that, I wouldn't be able to show up to art class and I couldn't afford art supplies on my own. And so that was my ticket to be able to, to doodle all day. Um, so, so I went and I made it and I, and I ended up graduating. Um, and, and I think that shaped me me of my uh, life because obviously I pursued a career as an art teacher after that and um, I wasn't an underachiever in college I got a 4.0 all throughout college so um, I, I want to be that sort of influence for uh, other young artists I want to show them hey you don't have to be good at math you don't have to be here because you like history you can be creative you can be creative throughout your life and, and enjoy your life as a creative person 
Yeah, and, and I want to make sure I understand correctly. Are, are you actually, are you preparing to, or are you actually teaching art in the schools? I didn't know if I heard, I just want to make sure I heard you correctly. Yeah, um, well, I just accepted uh, an adjunct position at Bixby. So I will be teaching part-time as an um, art teacher for their alternative school and their ninth graders there. Yeah, that's very cool. And then if I could ask, is there anything in particular as far as, uh, you know, ba based on this at this point in time, in terms of your approach with students or just I didn't know if, at this point, if you're kind of looking big picture, you know, as far as how you're going to uh, to, you know, kind of what your approach will be and your, your philosophy of this. You know, I've, I've thought about that a lot. And my biggest thing is I just want to teach them how to think like an artist and how to how to unlock their creativity because I truly believe that everybody has that in them. You may not like, you know, uh, pencil to paper artwork. You may not be ever think you're really good at it, but I can teach you how to think like an artist. I can teach thinking skills that artists have that they've trained themselves to be able to look at the world through a different lens. Um, and that's going to be my most important thing is unlocking that creative potential in every single student. And how I do that, it's just going to depend on the student. I want them to understand their own strengths and their own weaknesses and build upon them. Yeah, that's uh, that is very inspiring. And I would think that at, at this point in time in history with, you know, where we're at right now with everything that's going on, I would certainly have to think that, you know, for kids, uh, of that age that uh, this this could be something that could be very beneficial for them you know in terms of getting introduced to this and, and as you say being able to think like an artist especially you know during these uncertain times Definitely. yeah well Blake it's been fantastic uh, getting an opportunity to meet you and see your work and to hear you know about your approach and you know you, you know what uh, influences your art and what speaks to you and how you speak through it so I really do appreciate you taking the time and I'm certainly looking forward to seeing your work uh, at the exhibit uh, coming up here at Living Arts. Appreciate it. Well, thank you so much for having me. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thanks.